Uh, damn girl, you can, uh, fluff my marshmallow. <laughs> uh, there's, uh, some more where that came from. Uh, I used to listen to some more. I don't know why I said that. I don't know why when I said s'mores, they reminded me of some more. Well, I know you guys could use some more of C. Drizzy, my old rap name. You know, you ever go down the old rabbit hole? You know, I hate looking in the past, but it kind of came up naturally. I saw some old videos of me rapping. And I'm like, damn, you know. It's like when a artist drop a song and then the moment's like, oh, you know, that was cool. And years later, you listen like, man, it's so precise and pristine. It has a different vibe. And I'm like, damn, I really admire the man in that video who is speaking some bars. And I was like, damn, Clint, you know, you've actually got more bars than some of these rappers that get paid to do this shit, you know? Um, <laughs> I do believe I am, you know, humbly just saying. I do think I have some bars in those raps that are like, you know, better than most of these up-and-comers, you know. Got some real zingers, as they say. But, yeah. That's my hair flip. Uh, when you switch from the $18 soap of Dr. Bonner's all-on-purpose you know, the thing about these doctor, this 18 and 1 Dr. Bonner is so fucking good. I'm not going to lie to you. And I am anti-paying $18 for a bottle of body wash and shampoo type of thing because I could get something like that for like 3 or $4. But, typically you get the ones that are 3 or $4, your skin breaks out. So, you know what? Um... <laughs> When you're a natural guy in all facets. You know, I'm starting to become so like Neanderthal natural. I'm using unscented deodorant. Like that's how like I don't even want you to know what I smell like. Good or bad. I don't want you to smell nothing of me. Uh, it really is just because I ran out of deodorant and started using my partners. Um, <laughs> Alright. But yeah. Got the pantene in the hair, the poutine in the nay air. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I don't know, man. It's uh, it's just kind of interesting. It's like, you know, you think about all of these avenues in life you could have gone down. Like, man, you know, if I would have spent more time on this, who knows what could have happened. Nah, if I would have spent less time on this, I would have done what I wanted to do faster. And at the end of the day, you're broke either way. But I'm not a broken person. You know, I keep hearing the saying, closed mouths don't get fed. Well, broke people break the most beds because we have too much time to do stuff. So, um, <laughs> uh, well, it's easy to break a bed when it's one mattress on the ground. You know, um, it's not much of support there. Not much of a foundation. But not me, because since I'm moving up in the world, I have a bed frame. So, you know, <laughs> moving up the ranks, as they say, like those old Call of Duty ranks, you know. 
it's like, oh man, I'm 13,761 in the world. For some reason, I remember that exact ranking. Not because of me. I was dead as garbage at gaming, online gaming, but at a uh, friend that my brother used to play with. He was like 13,000 and something. No mods, too. Like, the guy was legitimately pretty good. I'm like, damn. Imagine that you were top 13,000 in the world at something. Think about, like, think of a specific skill, talent you have. And honestly, ask yourself, do you think you were one of the top 13,000 at doing that individual thing? I don't know how you quantify that. You don't know what everyone's good or not good at. But you probably have a good idea. Like, if you're really good at something, you're like, I'm probably top 13,000 in the world at this skill. I don't, you know, just just a thought. Um, <laughs> but yeah. Uh, but speaking of fast mind tropic thoughts, um... Guys, I love me some Magic Mind. Yes, I know. It's already here. The wonderful sponsor of today's episode and of the program, Magic Mind. Magic Mind is a great nootropic drink, but it's got a lot of great ingredients. It's got matcha. It's got some mushroom, two different types of mushrooms, and it tastes pretty good. Um, If I had to give it a taste test, I would give the taste, which for a drink like this, where it's a very green type of earthy herbs and all this good stuff in it, sometimes you're sacrificing the taste for your health. Not with Magic Mind. It's a quick shot, and you're like, wow, that goes down pretty easily, and it tastes very nice. So, the ingredients in Magic Mind are matcha, bacopa, maneri. Ashkawanda, um, as I say it, Radiola rosea, lion's mane mushroom, and cordyceps mushrooms. Now, if you go to the website in the link below, you can look all the ingredients in more detail. Uh, see if it fits the nutrients you need. Um, I use Magic Mind because, as you guys know, you guys have watched the show, um, I used to be a heavy coffee drinker right heavy coffee drinker and energy drinks um and this is a much more natural source of it and the best part about it is i get all of my good ingredients in this one thing that i don't need to spend seven eight bucks a day on this you're gonna save money when you go a route like this so Guys, episode, uh, the description is, bleh, Jesus Christ, the sponsor fucking link. I'm so sorry, guys. Whew, I need another shot of Magic Mind. Sponsor link below the episode description. It's magicmind.com slash offenbw. The link will be under there. And then my code, guys, my code. If you use the code offenbeat20, O-F-F-N-B-E-A-T-20, you'll get up to 56% off your subscription for the next 10 days with this code. And your code will be valid. Well, I say your code. I'm reading the thing like it's to me. 
Basically, the code will be valid forever as a 20% off both a one-time purchase. All right. So, guys, don't forget, I'll have the code. I'll have the link in the description. OFFNBEAT20. Use that. Use my discount code. You get the discount. Hence, discount code. And uh, who needs a code named Kids Next Door when you got Clint giving you discounts next door? Fuck your drug dealer, bitches. Yeah, fuck the rap game. I used to be in the rap game. Now I'm in the distribution of Magic Mind game. Because, you know, um, one's not going to put me in prison. Um, (laughs) All right. But, yeah, guys. Magic Mind. Support the show. Try the product. Enjoy the product. I guarantee you won't be disappointed. Now, back to the show. And that's how we get back to the show. We just snap in and out of it. Alright guys, welcome to episode 262 of the Off of Me Podcast with Clint Nelson. I'm your host, Clint Nelson. Don't forget to like, follow, comment, subscribe, hit the notification bell, most poor ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I keep doing a <laughs> after gentlemen. There's no reason why I should be. Don't forget to suck some titties. Maybe that's why. You know, no shame in sucking a man's titties, but you know, the benefits are very limited. Uh, pleasure without purpose is just unfortunate soul. Poor. Speaking of poor, unfortunate souls, um, I've seen a. Uh, Halle Berry, or I said Halle Berry, oh my god, I am so fucking off today, I, I need more magic mind, um, <laughs> Halle Bailey, uh, her and DDG are a thing, I'm not into gossip, but you know, they be going to award show, very out there with the baby bump, um, and it's got me thinking, you know, I literally just used their pregnancy as a way to transition to this smoothly i've talked about daily fantasy sports i've talked about gambling before on the show i participate not as much as i did months ago i have dialed back a little bit just because you know uh i do think it's important to take cleanses and breaks from things especially that involve money and i'm actually doing all right in it you know winning some lose some it's part of the game right so i I've come, you know, there's always these things about gambling is this worst thing in the world. It's the same addiction as alcohol, the same dopamine hits as doing drugs of cocaine and stuff like that. Like these are actual studies and I get people that do these studies and worries. There's this extra sensitivity against gambling and, oh, we don't want people to fuck up their lives with money and yet we voluntarily sell bullshit products all the time. We have no problem with distribution of vitamins and supplements that are placebos and we sell them. Like honestly, like I have a personal theory. I think like I'm going to be generous. I think 50% of vitamins and stuff that are sold in stores are not what they claim to be. I don't think 
consuming 18 different fish oil, vitamin B3, 12 pills. I don't think you're actually consuming vitamin B3, 12 pills or whatever the fuck it is. I just don't like it's in a tablet is I don't believe it's really doing a whole lot. Um, I'm kind of one of those more intrusive type of, uh, I don't know if intrusive, I'm, I'm intrusive to myself sometimes, get in my own way, I gotta go my own way, um, <laughs> uh, damn it, Gabriella, why, um, <laughs> if you know, you know, all right, but, there is this, uh, but yet, well, I'll go back to the daily fantasy sports gambling controversy after I talk about this. It's just, uh, I'm kind of a believer that a lot of things when it comes to the body, you will naturally progress and heal yourself. I know that sounds like woo cuckoo, but I don't take medicines. I avoid them at all costs. I'm not saying I haven't taken any like Tylenol or something over the past couple years, but I don't really get sick that often. Knock on wood. Um, <laughs> in case you missed it, I just knocked on my crotch area. Woulda, coulda, shoulda. Already did, lady. My lady friend. <laughs> um, but uh. I'm I'm just kind of a believer when it comes to deficient levels like vitamin D, vitamin B, stuff like that. Testosterone to an extent. I think a lot of those things are because you already feel you're deficient and you're less in certain areas. That when you think you're deficient areas, your body's going to respond in a way. You know, we always talk about the our body's a temple nonsense. But then when we talk about it, um, we don't, for some reason, we don't think our body connects to the mind like that. And just from personal experience the past few years of bettering my habits, my diet, cooking at home, how I feel about myself, cutting back on alcohol um, (laughs) for now, Uh, wait till Valentine's because we getting drunk and loosey goose. It's uh, it's one of those things where I don't think all the supplements in the world spending 50 bucks for 40 tablets of, you know, X, Y, and Z are really going to do a whole lot for you. I think it's all kind of, you know, nonsense, to be honest. I think they are cash grabs. But I use that as an example because I... When it comes to this daily fancy sports gambling legalization stuff, it's legalized, I believe, in 29 states. Uh, gambling and daily fantasy sports is, I think, legalized in 29 states, and gambling's like less than that, like real gambling and stuff like that. And what bothers me about it is there's this like heavy protection from these studies, these, uh, Academic people, people who do these studies about how bad gambling and needs to be banned. It's like, why are people obsessed with what people do with their money? Like, you really care if a guy fucks up his marriage because he has a gambling issue? 
People only want to call when you're doing something. I swear to fucking God. Sorry. Um, <laughs> I don't know who it is. Decatur's greatest. That's what it says. It's from Decatur. Shout Lloyd. Decatur's greatest. Stop. Take a minute. So I can ignore your phone call in a while. But, um. I just don't understand. I understand the studies. It's not great for you. Neither is just about anything. This, like, I don't think gamble. I, don't, I honestly don't think the restriction. Here's my issue, right? I don't think the pure reason for why gambling wants to be banned and the issues with it going to Congress saying it should be illegal all across the board. You're going to create a black market that's going to create more unhealthy habits. There's already a black market even when there is a legal market. But when you create that offshore market, you're dealing with a lot worse ramifications of people that aren't protected with their money. So I just think it should be legal in every state. There should be age restrictions. Maybe there should be you can only spend X amount on one app. I don't know what kind of bullshit like they want to do. I think it's ridiculous. This like these people these like I was watching with these UCLA at UCLA they have a gambling study program about the effects of it all this stuff everything that's wrong with it and it's like oh it's so wrong for the you know young men and all this stuff god damn it I forgot to turn this off God this show's a mess today God, I forgot to turn the air con- This is how you know the budget where I got air conditioned Right by my fucking ears Just blowing in it like Yeah and then uh, Tucker Carlson's doing an interview Putting um, <laughs> Maybe that's the Gambling guys being like shut the fuck up um, <laughs> I just, You know I understand I would not Like for example if I were to have children I would not promote them I would not push gambling on them. But if my son were to start sports betting at 23, I'm not going to flip my shit either. Think he's going to fuck up his life immediately. Like, it'll be like anything. You'll lose money on it at first. And then you'll realize, oh shit, I need to be careful with this. And it teaches you to be self-accountable, self-reliable, and be self-responsible. Stop blaming companies like, this is this victimization culture we're in. Stop blaming gambling companies. Yes, they're a business. They're here to make money. But they have the odds there. You pick more or less. It either happens or it doesn't. You They can't predict the outcome of a game. Now, they have a lot of indicators, but it feels like they know what the fuck's going to happen in the game. They have all the information to put them at the best possibility of the profit. That doesn't mean you can't win. All right, but you losing is not an excuse for a company to shut down or for some to be banned. Like gambling, gambling, alcohol, all these vices. You know, like I'm just all these vices in this world when it comes to men, drugs, alcohol, gambling. The three main thing. Every man has got one of those issues. Are not even issues, but they're one of the things they partake in, in some ways. Some, all three. Maybe when you participate in all three, that's when you got a problem. 
But you notice how the vices that are passed down in the world, the drugs, alcohol, gambling, they're always because us men do it predominantly. So when us men participate, it's a problem. Oh, we lose. You're being irresponsible. It's like, you know what? We're just enjoying life. If you make money, you deserve to do with what the fuck you want with it. Is that crazy to say? I don't understand this thing like everyone tells you how you should spend your money, your personal money. It's like you spend 500 bucks a week eating out at some bullshit restaurants when you make 800 bucks a week. All right. I spend 70 bucks a week. This I may make some money. I may not. But I work for that money. I feel the attachment of winning and losing that money. As long as it's your money, you're winning and losing. There's there's not a there's not a moral issue with it. And I just hate with the issue I have with this narrative about gambling, daily fantasy sports. I mean, it's really all the same thing. You're putting money down, you win or lose, you win or lose the money. That's gambling. It's like, oh, daily fantasy sports is a skill compared to gambling. It's like, I don't know. I mean, it is, it's a 50-50 shot, more or less. It's a skill, but at the same time, it's, you know, it is luck, like anything. I just don't like how the narrative is being pushed that is everyone's responsibility to design this world to be catered to people who lack self-discipline and awareness of their issues. Like, if you have a food issue, this is reality, right? Like, if you're someone that overconsumes in food, has an issue with food control, you can't stop that there's going to be billboards of food, there's going to be fast food restaurants, there's going to be restaurants, there's food everywhere you go. The world isn't going to be catered around to prevent you from being shielded from those possibilities of temptation. Alcohol, there's always going to be alcohol stores. They're in grocery stores. They're not hard to find. You're going to walk past aisles with alcohol. It is what it is. Is it the grocery store's obligation to, if someone is alcoholic, to tell them every time they come in, hey, don't go near the ice cream section. Wouldn't want you to grab a bottle of Chardonnay. I don't know why I said Chardonnay. Chardonnay. Jesus. Shows you I've been out of the drinking game for a while. Rosé. Ricky. Ricky Rosé. Because I got all the hits, boy. Um, And my spark a new flame. Get it? Okay. Uh, what's your name, girl? I know club is busting right. Um... <laughs> Oh, cause you got it popping bottles. Um, I just hate this thing where we we make everything where people don't have to be accountable for having to deal with their issues. Is and it's not to be insensitive to people with gambling addiction, because I understand that's a real thing. And people are going to say, like, oh, you sound like a gambling addict in the making. It's like, um, no, because I can go weeks without doing it. And when I do it, I do it. I think 
the issue is we the more disdain you have towards it more of a narrative against them you're gonna attract more people to it like is it really that bad and then you're gonna get people involved that maybe should but it is not these companies' responsibility when you sign up, like you go out of your way to sign up for these sites. You go out of your way to go to these casinos. You go out of your way to sign up, putting your information, your email, your bank account, all that stuff. So at the end of the day, there is a process you had to do to sign up for it. You can't get mad about something you signed up for. And know the potential losses for it. Right? I don't know, man. It's just fucking annoying. I know the stuff. I know it's not great for you. But you know what? People are on this earth to do things that aren't great for you sometimes. You can't do everything where everything's ideal, where everything's just, you know, oh, you know, whatever. Like, you know, honestly, it's a necessary avenue. To have risk in your life, right? Not to make this too deep, but we live in a world where everything's kind of risk adverse. Like, there's not much risk that has to be taken to make a living out here. There's not much of a risk to have to do a whole lot out here. Everything's convenient, which, you know, is nice. Like, you know, we, we, there's, Grocery stores every three miles. There's gas stations. There's five gas stations in a half a mile radius, like in any reasonable city. Like, there is no, like, risk if you don't do X, Y, and Z today or if you don't get something done this hour. Like, there's no risk to it. So, like, these avenues are ways to create risk. It feels alive, right? Maybe that's the issue, right? Is it's putting people in positions to feel alive when a world has made you feel dead inside. Maybe that's the issue. If like gambling and betting money and alcohol, like all these vices, quote unquote, if they are things, if they are the only things in your life that you go to because you want to feel something, then yes, you have an issue. Now, also, if it stops making you feel something and you do it out of habit and nothing really makes you feel because you've been just so dopamine drained because you have just hit your caffeinated levels way too much that it's less and less and it becomes non-existent and you become numb to it, then maybe, maybe you have an issue because then you don't have an attachment to what you're winning or losing. Um, but I think as long as you feel when you lose money, I think as as annoying and you may get stressed, at least you feel the fact that, man, like, I'm actually losing real money here. So, you know what? I need to really assess what's happening here. But this whole, like, oh, like, it's these, it's these, DraftKings, it's FanDuel's, it's prize picks, these any fucking like it's their responsibility for what you do with your money. Like they create a service that a lot of people enjoy. It's fun. It brings bonding together. Like, you know, you wanna know honestly? I'm gonna be honest with you, right? 
as guys today, by most young men, we do partake in it, right? It's in a small amount, medium amount, whatever. Like 97% of guys watch sports or keep track of it in some sort. Even guys with full-time jobs like me. Do I sit there and watch basketball games all day and NFL games? No. Not often because I'm a pretty busy guy. But I still know what's happening. I'm in tune with it. Um, one of the big, What is one of the biggest barriers between men? What is one of the biggest like, I know nothing about this guy. I've never met this guy before. What is typically one of the first things... Guys typically gravitate, breaking the ice with, oh, you're a Lakers fan. Oh, you like LeBron. Oh, you watched the game last night. Or in the break, oh, there's a Monday Night Football. Guys are like, if it's on the TV, I can know nothing about you. We could talk about what's happening. And we understand it. What Like sports gambling, okay, it's that same thing. Nowadays, it's one of the things that like, all guys, like most guys are, I shouldn't say most guys, but a lot of guys, we have jobs, we make money, we provide for people we care for. So obviously, we have a big up and down in our financial bank, up and down swing, everyday life, right? So gambling is one of those things where it's like, it's, it's an escape. And I understand that sounds bad, but when we, when guys meet up, like, it's like, one of you, like, oh, you, it's like, yeah, actually, yeah, I got a few things riding on the, you know, Thunder and Grizzlies tonight, um, Desmond Bain, you know, hoping he doesn't hit more than four threes, you know, <laughs> but, oh, you do pride, yeah, and then, like, it's opened, like, yeah, you know, I do, like, a lot of, like, we all, do it some in a very minor small capacity we talk about the oh yeah i've actually been doing more golf oh i've been doing more like in games half times like it actually is like it's a bond bonding sounds extreme like it's a father-son thing but it it is like a break the ice like hey it's like one of those things that like us guys, it's like this taboo thing that to the masses, if you admit that you partake in these things, is like a, uh, there's like a judgment or like, oh, this guy's got a problem. But like between guys, it's like, it's like when guys like me, like, yep, like, you know, every Friday night, I go home, have some scotch, and I'm cool with it. It's like, there's an understanding, like, I get it. The whole world may think like, oh. Every Friday, this guy has a couple drinks. Who gives a fuck? That man provides a service he cares about, his family. That man, he, quote unquote, if someone doesn't have a job, what's the criticism? If someone doesn't have a job, it's, oh, this person's just uh, relying on the government. Our tax dollars is provide your welfare check, blah, blah, blah. A guy goes to work, does his part in society, sometimes works two jobs, work 50, 60 hours a week, and they go home and have a drink. They're like, what's wrong with you? It's like, you should be happy that the only thing I do is have a couple of drinks on Friday and spend 20, 30 bucks a week on a sports app, that money that I fucking work for. You know, it sounds like I'm passionate about, it's not about the sports 
aspect. It's not about the gambling that I'm like this passionate about. It is this thing of we have these academic people. You do these studies. And what's left out is the fact that at the end of the day, we need to stop having these conversations that don't hold people accountable for their own actions. It is not everyone else's problem for why you have a problem. All right. We need to be empathetic. We need to be understanding. Be like, man, I'm sorry to hear that, man. I understand you get too deep into it. Yes, it can fuck up your life. But it doesn't mean the second you start pointing the finger, blaming this, blaming that, that's when I think you fall deeper into that hole and think that you're helpless. We need to be more in control of our actions of what we do. And that's not a crazy take. I'm sorry. It's really not. Like, I'm not trying to be a dick about it. And you know what? If I were to ever get a gambling addiction, I would hold myself to the same standard. Someone could replay this episode, replay this long-ass clip about, oh, and then you up like, you know what? But that guy was right. The state of mind I'm in now, I'm too weak to actually overcome that. And that's a real sense of humbleness, right? I don't know. All right, I think I talked enough about that. You know, sometimes it's like I have a whole lot more to say, but I'm just going to keep it moving because you know what? We're trying to keep a positive vibe here. Woo! I came to work today. Uh, uh, I love me some you. You love me some me. And when I pop your nip, I'm like, damn, girl, that's way bigger than I thought. Um, <laughs> uh, as Jack Harlow say, shit, what was he say? He said, you s- something about, I know I've been so cold. It's like, she said, I'm cold with it. And I know because I've seen the nipple. Something like that. Basically, he's so cold because he realizes when he sees her nipple. That means it's hard. Nibbling on the nip for my daily fix, buddy old pal. Um, So I came across something where apparently in New York City, there is a... Technically, there is a 50... But the, guy, the hot chocolate that this guy tried was $13. And... It was this hot chocolate, and then there was this fluffy marshmallow heated crambulet-looking thing on top of it, and, like, it looked amazing. I ain't gonna lie to you. Um, And seeing that video, and then he showed, like, other nearby hot chocolate, he was like, is it worth the price? It's one of those things you have one time, it's amazing, but something to pay 13 bucks on a regular basis is pretty insane, even for New York City standards. And he's like, you know, you get much more affordable ones nearby for like $8, $9, $10. And I'm just like, God, man. Like, I know New York City is just this big Wall Street funnel of money going around, right? But New York City, I like, they say California is like the third biggest market. 
capital market in the world, and maybe two or one, for all I fucking know. Like, L.A. itself, not California, L.A. is, like, the biggest, one of the biggest economic markets, right? New York's, like, obviously up there. Um, And that's the thing. It's pretty insane. And I know why they have to charge that, because rent's probably insane. Because you're paying for the location, the appeal of New York City, the convenience of people that make... If you live in New York City, you have to make enough money to live there, right? And it's one of those things where I'm just like, what amount of money would I have to make for me to just be like, I don't care about the price? Because it's not about the price. It's about, I have a reference point for what is reasonable, even today's world of like, for this item, for the size, what it is, I'm not paying more than this amount, regardless of inflation circumstances. Like, you, I think regardless of how much money you make, there should be a standard for that. Because when once you get enough people that are willing to pay just because they can... It sets the tone for all these businesses to be absurd with their prices. Like, oh, well, they'll pay for it, so we're fine. It's like, yeah. But these people aren't going to eat sandwich, $22 sandwiches every fucking day. You know? So you got to appeal to people that would reasonably buy your shit on a regular basis. Right? And it's like, now... Like, you know, people are getting starting to catch on this food cost of eating out, eating at these takeout places. Like, to get, I mean, like, you know, even here. Like, I live in the middle of the southeast, let's just say. I mean, you, you guys can pick up where I live. It's pretty reasonable. Like, it's not insane prices, except if you go to, like, some nice restaurant. I mean, some, like, it's pretty, like, prices have gone up, but it's not, like, $7 coffees, like... It's still like three bucks, three fifty fries, coffee. Like you know, it's gone up, but it's not like to that five dollar level yet. And um, this was like a few years ago. It was this newly opened chain sandwich shop, but not like a big chain. Like it was a sandwich chain that like has. If I had to guess, it seems like a place that has like 100 plus locations in America. Like there's a chain, but it's probably like a couple in every state. There may be more than that. I may be underselling it. But I went in there like, you know what? Try something different, you know? It's by Chipotle. I'm tired of eating Chipotle. Chipotle is overpriced. Let me go to the sandwich shop next door. Try something different. I go in there. And I look at the sandwiches. And... (laughs) Like for a, I forgot the size, but there was two sizes. You either basically get like a medium 8-inch sub or like a large 11-inch sub. It's like, just make it 12 inches. Like saving that extra inch. That's why I try to tell it. Baby, I'm saving the extra inch for next time. Would you rather have this many inches every time or once in a while get the big cahoon? Um, <laughs> well, I decided to go for it anyways. So I got the big old 11-incher. And in the math, I know the math in it for every 11 subs we make. We basically make another one for profit. It's like, all right, congrats, buddy. Um, and I paid, 
I think I got like some. I think I got like some meatball type of sub, if I remember correctly. And it was like 14, 15 bucks, if I remember. And then they had the audacity to ask for a tip. I'm like, no offense. Paying 15 bucks for a sub and ask for a tip is pretty insane. All right. Not trying to be a dick here. But. And even, I know even Subway's got, like, $5 footlongs, even $6 footlongs aren't even a thing. Like, your sub at Subway is either, like, 7 bucks or 12 There's no in-between anymore. There's no middle class of subs. You're either paying for a piece of shit or you're just paying, you know? Um, I think public sub is probably the only reason, I haven't been to Publix in a while, but if I had to guess, their prices are probably like seven, eight bucks. But at least that's a decent deal for what you're getting. It's quality. It's good. God, their mayo is the best. Oh my god, I've never had a bad public sub. I never have. Um, but I went to. I want to because the food was fine. Like the sandwich tasted good. They put a lot of attention to it. It was melted, heated up, toasted. But fifteen bucks for a sub. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? And after that day, like, the only reason is like, all right, I'm going to try something new, not be so stingy with it. I'm going to try it. Um, And even after I saw the price, like, I'm not, I don't, I can't remember the last time I walked into a place, looked at the menu, and just walked out. And you have every right to do that as a customer. But I'm one of those, I get uncomfortable. Especially when you're the only one there. Like, if there was like a line of people, like three or four people, you keys, but like look back, like oh, I gotta get something from my car, and then drive away in in shame. Um, <laughs> but when you're the only one that walks in, and you're the only one they greet, and they're nice, and you're just like looking, you just want to be like, nope, I'm good, because then I feel bad if I don't get some. These people are gonna be out of a job, you know. That's the type of internal guilt you may feel. Um, <laughs> It's like, I feel like these people haven't had business all day. If they don't start getting business next hour, they're going to get cut out early. They're going to have no hours. The paychecks are going to suck. So I'm like, ah, fuck my paycheck. Let me help yours. You know, keep y'all busy. Um, There was no one in there. And it was good. But all I could think about was I paid 15 bucks for this. And that's because my reference is that subs, there's a range. There's a max range that I would pay for the size of a sub. You need enough life experience. You need to try enough things to be like, this is reasonable. This is unreasonable. I am paying just because. And it's not a, I'm rich as fuck. I'm poor as fuck. It has nothing to do with that. It is about like, I'm not going to sit here and you tell me that this should be this much. I'm just not. Now, you have ever read the charge, and if I agree to it and pay for it and order it, fine. All right, that's what the menu prices are there for. But if I were to be like, nah, I think this is overpriced, you can't sit here and break down to me about, oh, well, it costs this much because of our distribution. And like, I don't give a fuck. These other places find a way to make it reasonable. I'm not saying to be the same or cheaper. I'm just saying, don't be an asshole with the price. Alright, I think we've gotten too comfortable to just like, oh, well, inflation is why everything. Yes, it's a factor, but 
like you know we gotta be like we're not i'm like we there needs to be a national like protest a national get together you know fuck these real issues of like israel palestine the gaza you know oh you know racism in the world no we need like protests for reasonable prices for sandwiches like sandwiches are getting out of hand even the buy deli meat it's fucking pretty steep these days bread is pretty reasonable cheese is not that bad mayos ah, whatever and then season you know whatever but we need to just like don't talk to me about you talking about, I don't want to hear from businesses about how they can't pay their minimum wage workers and all this stuff. Like, oh, we can't go above this is going to fuck up our business when you're sitting here charging 15 bucks for a sandwich while the person making it is making $10. I'm not saying that someone that makes a sandwich should be making 30 All I'm saying is maybe selling one item shouldn't be the equivalent of how much one employee makes in an hour. I understand how businesses work. Don't sit there and try to be that business expert to be like, hey, uh, well, this is just business. It's cost effective, all this stuff, and your value. Like, that's fine. But optics matter a lot in business, too. Presentation, optics, perception. If I'm paying 15 bucks, if I'm paying 12 bucks for a sandwich and the person's making it's $10, is making 10 an hour. And then you're having them having a buy one, get one special at Subway. And don't ever go to Subway when they have that buy one, get one free special. You will be waiting for 45 minutes to an hour. It is a mess in there. They're like, I don't care if it's a buy one, get one free special or it's a Sunday and no one goes there. They will have two people in there max. Subway fucks over their employees. All right. I haven't been to Subway in a while because honestly... I feel bad for subway employees. And like, they, they have two people, maybe three if they're training someone. All right. And you can tell if they have three people, one person can't make a goddamn sandwich to save their life. That's why they just put them to the register and cookies. All right. That was like, just stay away. During this time, we can't really train you. Like, subway's intense, man. Sitting there looking at the plexiglass, you see the intensity, you're pointing, you're like, Hey, I didn't hear what you said. I said green peppers, bitch. Um, <laughs> um, you can tell they're frustrated. They're understaffed. And then their boss is like, why can't you guys make it work? It's like, cause we're making twice the amount of sandwiches for half the price. We're making nine an hour. And I've made 110 sandwiches this hour. All right, man. I have maximized your profits 100%. Plus making half of these for free when you do the math of the bottle. Like, I, you know... <laughs> That's the thing, man. That's how they make money. Um, Big business. Who needs big pharma when you got big subway business? Be a sub above your pay wage. But I don't know. Maybe subway has raised their minimum wage to like 14 an hour. So maybe that's why. You know, people, you know, and people always um, get into the fact that, oh, uh, people want, you know, the issue, the businesses and like 
people that are anti-minimum wage or like anti-raising the minimum wage is like the issue is people want people to get paid, but they don't want to pay the prices that would come with it. They raise minimum wage, they have to pay more people, stuff have to cost more, and be like, are you willing to now pay 12 bucks for a Big Mac? And it's like, I wasn't really willing to pay 7 bucks for a Big Mac. So no, I'm not going to sit here and pay 12 bucks for a Big Mac. I'm sorry, McDonald's. Um, it sucks. It, it, it has changed. You guys have shrinked the meat. No pun intended. Um, you guys have just really minimized the taste overall. You have minimized your menu to be boring. You've had no items added of reasonable. Your idea... I'm sorry, I'm going in on some people. Like McDonald's, like, I'm going in on you motherfuckers. Your idea of a promotion is just putting like a Travis Scott meal, you know, or a Doja Cat meal. You just put in fill in the blank Twitch streamer, fill in the blank rapper, fill in the blank Durain the Walk. I said Durain the Walk. (laughs) Durain the Walk Johnson. No, Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Like, I don't think he's been part of the McDonald's. I don't think that would be for his brand, but you get what I'm saying. They just put in a film and they have him like hold up like, yeah. Chicken deluxe sandwich. The Travis Scott meal. Whatever the fuck it was, right? Like it's lazy promotion. Like my first job was working at McDonald's, right? And when I first worked there, I mean, dude, they had a fucking menu. Like, they had all these cool salads. They that was, This was back in the day when they had to make wraps. Not to get too inside baseball here. I used to not be able to rap shit. Well, except on the mic. Um, <laughs> but goddamn, I, I was one of the... I'm sorry. If you got one of these McWraps and it was torn up, not tightly wrapped... But had a lot of shit in it going all over the place. And you basically just had to ask for an extra container to make it to a salad. I probably made it. I'm not going to lie to you. The, tortori- the tortilla strips would always just rip through it, you know. I just couldn't make it. They didn't really train you. They're just like, just wrap it up. And you're like, you guys are not even going to like train us how everyone just wraps it different. You know. But I mean, dude, the, th- the issue is. Before, like, when I worked, they had all these different, like, chicken sandwiches, all these different cool different types of burgers, these all these different types of shit, like, off-menu items, these tortilla snack wraps and all this stuff. And then when, like, they started, and I remember the owner, like, when he comes, it's like, yeah, we're changing, it's like, we're done, we're making the menu more simpler for the customers. I'm like, is it really for the customers? Um... <laughs> It's like, it's a menu they can read out there. It's not really that complex, you know. It's not really like, it's like burgers. Here's what's on it. You want this off of it. You want this added on. It's really not. You're really just saying, we want such, we want employees that don't have to think about nothing. And the issue when you do that, you raise prices, but shrink your menu. Your variety sucks. It's just the same fucking burgers, same sandwiches, and... It's boring. And I think that's it. There's no, there's nothing new at me. The thing that used to be cool about the McDonald's of the world is that they would always like every month or two have like a cool item to try. At least like some, like I haven't seen an advertisement for anything new. Their idea of something new now is 
let's get a Big Mac and just make it bigger. It's like, oh, you mean just make it back to the normal size it was, you know, back in 2003? Oh, okay. That's some great advertisement. All right, cool. Or, you know, hey, let's have a, uh, I don't even fucking know. Let's put an extra bun or something. You know, they're just doing some lazy ass shit. And McDonald's, like, honestly, a lot of these McDonald's, they look too nice. Like, the exterior, it's all too, it's a McDonald's. I don't want a McDonald's to look like a restaurant. I want it to look like a fast food place. Like, it doesn't match with the food you're getting. And that's actually working against you. Like, am I crazy for saying this? Like, the outside needs to match the food. Like, if I'm in a, I don't give a fuck I just need something to eat late at night. I'm going to stop. I want to stop by a Burger King that looks like a Burger King from 2009. Where it's like the vents are kind of fucked up. The windows need some cleaning. It's got the old font. It's a light blue instead of a dark blue because it's faded over time. They definitely need a remodeling. But I just want a Whopper that tastes like the exterior. Don't have this nice like, oh... We got this cool playground. It's all clean inside. And then I get, and it's this whack-ass Big Mac with like eight shreds of lettuce on it. Like, or these, these, I don't know, maybe my hands have gotten bigger over time. Maybe because I'm a bigger guy now. But like, burgers just feel small. They feel like they literally fit in the palm of your hand, these double cheeseburgers. It's insane, man. But you know what? Sorry. All right. <laughs> what is wrong with me? Um, see, you get it all in this show. You get daily fantasy sports. You get Magic Mind, the sponsor. You get, you know, shitting on McDonald's. Shitting on whatever the fuck I've shitted on. It's what I do. I shit on you, baby. Oh, shit on me, daddy. Um, <laughs> oh, if I do, you'll be saying it with your chest, all right. Um, <laughs> oh, Jesus, all right. Uh, yeah, everyone's just gotten lazy. That's all it is. Yeah, shit on sandwiches, the prices, it's all relative, you know. Oh, God. But you know what? Um, I guess the moral of today's episode is be accountable with your... You know, this whole show just had to do with financial advice. Now that I think about it, <laughs> how to manage your money, how to have respect for what you put your money towards, have boundaries for what you spend your money on and don't. Like, is that crazy? It's crazy that it comes from some 28-year-old asswipe. You know, who works hard for his money. Just has some general awareness. Like, that doesn't feel right. It's okay to have an intuitive awareness about some things. But like, you know, sometimes like some just don't feel right. Like, honestly, if you were from another country and you came to America and you ordered a sandwich, you saw what it was, you saw what it looked like, and you're like, this doesn't feel like it should be $15. 
And if something says it doesn't feel like it should be that, there's probably a reason. Maybe you're wrong. Maybe you don't have any idea of the cost about stuff. But you could look at something and be like, eh, I don't know about that. Um, trust your instincts. Trust your gut. Don't let the businesses try to guilt you and, uh, oh, yeah, and then tip and this and that. It's like, I don't know, man. You know, people have some thoughts about tipping culture in America. Um, you know, I always just say, look, I don't really like the percentage thing because I think I'm very generous in general when it comes to that. That's why I don't eat out often because I don't eat out unless I'm like, I'm in the mood to like tip well, like not that I'm never not going to tip well, but you know what I mean? Like. I include the tip in my observation of, eh, well, yeah, we'll go eat out or I'll go somewhere to eat. Like, if it's a place where, like, it's going to require or tipping should be included, um, most of the time, like, that turns me off for me now because that's an added expense. And people are like, oh, well, you're not helping. It's like, it's not my job to eat out just for the sake of helping a business. If I eat out, then I made a decision I'm going to eat out and I'm going to tip and all that stuff's included. But there's actually people out there that will say you need to be eating out regularly to help businesses stay alive. It's like, no, you can't force me to spend money I don't want to spend. Like, you're not going to guilt me into that. I already spent a lot of money I don't want to spend on a bunch of inflated bills and shit. And on insurances that I'd never use, but it's just coming out every month. You know, there's a lot of things I spend money I don't want to spend. So, at least I'm considerate, you know. God, this thing dies quicker and quicker every fucking episode. But yeah. Alrighty. Alright. I think I'm going to stop it there. That was episode 262 of the Offbeat Podcast with Clint Nelson. I'm your host, Clint Nelson. Don't forget to like, follow, comment, subscribe, hit the notification bell. Most poor ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Don't forget to suck some titties. And just keep your money in your pockets. Because if you ain't sucking titties, you're sucking the government's tax titties. Because you are paying one way or the other. Jesus, I got a shit.